2: Welcome into Thursday, Hail Bar City Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt. Damon Barr is in, a busy Thursday to get to, plenty of statements to tell you about from Nebraska, from the Big Ten, the world of college football. We've been hinting at this for much of the week, and a statement out uh, with the fall sports and the Big Ten. I'll read to you in a moment, you've probably seen on social media, but uh, conference only is uh, what it is for now does it stay that way? And that is my concern. You know what? My beer's usually half full. If I look at uh, my bottle of Templeton Rye, and I'll, I'll say this, I'll look at my father's bottle of Templeton Rye because it always tastes better since it's his bottle, and there's, just, there's not even a shot left. I'm going to say there's almost a shot left, right, if you're going to make a, a whiskey. But man, oh man, my gut tells me that this is the start of maybe no football. And I hope I'm wrong. Uh, we will talk with some folks today uh, in regards to the Big Ten's decision to, as we talk right now, go conference only for 10 games. So uh, let's get into it. You can dial in 466 377 646 637 excuse me, 825-5865, and email chris at halevarsity.com. Find us on Twitter. Give us a follow, Chris Schmidt uh, at Schmidt underscore radio, at Damon Barr with two R's. So here's uh, what we got coming. Jay Moore's going to be with us. We'll uh, spend some time with Chris Gorman, uh, project manager with Hail Varsity and at He's the man down in the rail yard. We'll get Gorman's take on things and also uh, a heads up on what is you know, fun to do down in the rail yard uh, that it's still uh, a viable option. I know it's an awesome spot. We love being down there for the fall and football season. Jerry Donardo, Big Ten Network, the coach. I, I can't wait to get his perspective on this, his thoughts on Notre Dame. Where is his optimism level at? Brandon Vogel with this. It will head to Vegas, the impact of this uh, with Danny Burke, uh, UFC Uh, fight this weekend some odds there and uh plenty of 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 vegas prop items to get into with the pride of chicago on the eve of his birthday so uh open phones for you right now to get in but when this announcement came out by the big 10 with a fall update did you sink a little bit do you think this is the beginning of the end Or do you look at it as the league looking at the climate in the country when you have 41 of 50 states with not only positivity rates going up, but cases skyrocketing in some instances, the league had to do something. And uh, you've had this. This window that you started peering through June 1st. You've had. Programs put the, the halt on voluntary workouts. That's now a Big Ten mandate. And you have an opportunity here as a, a citizen, as a sports fan, to, to try and keep this stupid virus and pandemic at bay. And it has not happened. It has gone the absolute other way. And that freaks people out because people are going to the hospital, people are getting sick, people are being infected, and folks aren't using their noggins with staying away from trying to, to, to catch this. You're throwing caution to the wind. And listen, I, I used to be kind of a non-mask guy, but I thought about it, man, and despite my wife's threats, she's like, look, and she just sat me down. She gets a little scary, kind of like David Banner going Incredible Hulk, She's like, look, do you want football, jackass? And I'm like, well, yes, I love working. I She's like, work, yeah, right, like like you work. But I love working. I love covering college football. I love college football. I love talking college football. I want it. You want it. And uh, to get it, do it at Coach O's, put the old purple on, man. Mask up. If you're not a mask guy, that's all good. But I, I would encourage you to... To really stop and say, how do we stop this thing? Because this is preventing a lot of your joy, potentially. What we do know is this, and this has been worded specifically by the Big Ten we are facing an uncertain and unprecedented time, and health and safety and wellness of our student athletes and coaches and game officials and other associates with our sports programs and campuses uh, remain. Our number one priority to that end, the Big Ten Conference announced today that if those two stupid letters, IF, if the conference is able to participate in fall sports, that's men's and women's cross country, that's field hockey, that is men's and women's soccer, that is women's volleyball, that is football, based on medical advice, they've moved to a conference only schedule for those sports details for those sports will be released at a later date. What is happening right now, there is a massive Big Ten huddle. What can we schedule? How do we schedule? If we can move forward with a schedule. and the call that happened this morning, and Tom Deanhart's report yesterday uh, led into this, this morning's phone call was coaches. Coaches talking with Big Ten officials. So you're going to have a conference-only schedule. And that will be released by limiting competition to other Big Ten institutions. The conference will have the greatest flexibility to adjust its own operation throughout the season and make quick decisions in real time based on the most current evolving medical advice in the fluid nature of this pandemic. That is cautious movement forward. All right. The Big Ten's got to cover their backside. And I get it. Totally get it. They got to go this route and say, this is why we're doing it. And this is where we're going with it. But those words, if that is not when that is not, we're going to. And I am torn. I am so torn in the name of health and safety. You don't want to put anybody in danger. You don't want students in danger. You don't want student athletes in danger. But damn it, you need football. (laughs) You need Uh, And this is such a big economic engine, period. End of discussion. Who doesn't come? Who's already fought through this stupid pandemic with their businesses to just stay alive by the hair of their chinny chin chin? A lot of folks have. Now, if if, if you don't have football, it is insult to brutal injury right now. So this is a joint statement from Nebraska, from Chancellor Green, President Carter, and Athletic Director Bill Moose. We are pleased that the Big Ten is planning to move forward with fall sports. The conference has determined a path forward that helps to mitigate risk and will allow Husker student-athletes to compete on the field and in the arena. The most important thing is safety of the student-athletes and that of our athletic staff and coaches. We appreciate the thoughtful approach taken by the Big Ten and uh, athletics is a valued part of campus life and yes, Saree, in this statement and important, and important to our community and the state of Nebraska. We're fortunate uh, that the COVID pandemic has not been as widespread in Nebraska and look forward to safely hosting Big Ten competitions. While they're are still many details left to be worked out. We're eager to safely cheer on the Nebraska student-athletes. So there's there's Nebraska's statement on this. So Big Ten's got to cover the backside, so it seems uncertain Nebraska can say, look, there's a good probability there'll be games. There's a difference in the statements. Nebraska's a little more optimistic. The Big Ten's like, yeah, we're going to be very cautious here. Your D-Day is going to be August. The next three weeks, what happens with folks getting hospitalized? What happens with folks around the country and communities when it comes to COVID cases and infections? And does this thing slow down? Can it slow down? August 1st is going to be yay or nay to me. That That's what will happen and from a logistical standpoint, the, the next three weeks while you're monitoring what's going on in the world uh, of COVID, you're going to try and put a schedule together. And you're going to try and put a schedule together on the fly. And I think you look at the the nine closest opponents within travel distance and sometimes you you may, pl- you may, you may play twice. You may go that route. Do you move things to the spring? I know that's where the SEC may be leaning. The ACC is following suit with the Big Ten to go into a 10-game conference schedule. So the next step is other leagues are going to follow this. They're going to pare it down, and it's going to be league only. Notre Dame will be invited to spend the night versus leave when they're done with the ACC. And this stinks with the cancellation from a Nebraska standpoint. You got a lot of Nebraska kids that are are going to South Dakota State. But what you have is this with the Big Ten non-conference. Michigan does not get to play Washington. Ohio State... does not travel to oregon this year miami is not is not heading to spartan land wisconsin and notre dame october 3rd lambo gone penn state at virginia tech out iowa iowa state gone so we can talk here well hey do you expand the playoff listen man i've i've dialed back from okay so they're moving forward To schedule just 10 conference games, let's see how that looks. No, today was step one, in my opinion, of making the season easier to cancel. Gene Smith in a teleconference with reporters, this reported by Joey Kaufman, the athletic director for Ohio State. He is no longer cautiously optimistic about football season being held this fall. Does everyone follow suit? And, and th- this is not, oh, dear God, the Ivy League canceled football. This isn't in reference to that. Okay. This is, there are insane cases of higher number of COVID positive people. Here's what I wonder. I honestly wonder in the Big Ten, are you going to get the states to okay competition? Nebraska will. The state of Nebraska will say, let's play football. The state of Iowa will say, let's play football. The state of Michigan, it's been a mess. It has been a freaking mess in Michigan. That's why Harbaugh has been all over. Talking up the fact that, look, sports is okay. we He knows he's up against it. He knows that there is a very small likelihood that the state of Michigan is going to okay football, so that leaves out Michigan and Michigan State potentially. It leaves out Rutgers, so you are down to eleven opponents. And it may get better by August first. It may be way, way, way worse. And it's going to be that way in the Pac twelve. It's going to be that way in the ACC. It's going to be that. It's going to be that way in in, in the the SEC. And Big 12. So if if your league says we're not playing ball, what recourse do you have? Or if, if some teams cannot play, can you make a deal moving forward with people and teams in your region? Time will tell with it. But we'll get some thoughts from Jay Moore on this. With the news today, what does it say to you? A, what do you think of a conference only schedule? B, do you think we even get to that? Or is it just, all right, you've already canceled the non conference, you've already shrunk, shrunk the season from 12 to 10. Is this just the stepping stone to canceling the whole thing? And do you go to spring football? Can you slam together winter, spring, and fall sports all into one? I and mean, are you going to even be ready by then? Listen, again, uh, I'm I'm an optimistic guy. We have till August 1st. And there'll be cases made by Nebraska for Nebraska to play football. And listen, I'm not throwing out the fact that this is serious. This has got far-reaching repercussions. I've got a grandmother that I love more than anything that is in her early 90s. And she is healthy. She's great. She's fine. She is now just able to see family members by appointment outdoors, okay? So this, this is beyond football, this is life. I understand that a thousand percent. But I'm also thinking at, at Nebraska and just the economic tsunami that's already been tough. And, and this could be Katrina-esque financially with no football. That's just a reality. It, it's that big of a impact maker and difference maker in this city around the state of Nebraska. And I think you got to. And Nebraska, I think, can find a way. They've got the people up at UNMC. This can be done safely. And, and Notre Dame's an example, too. I mean, Nebraska's been a good example, but Notre Dame, I mean, they've got all their players housed in a, in a hotel. And out of 252 guys. They've had one positive test. They aren't congregating together. There's, there's two to an elevator. And there's a high priority of, on this is important to be able to play. Nebraska's kind of got that same mindset. Jay Moore's up next. Hail Varsity continues. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
1: And we're back. Fellas, so, Did we could listen to the radio? On Hail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
3: Yes!
2: That's awesome. Back with you to Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery Blackshirt Husker NFLer. It's Jay Moore at Jay Moore 44. Uh, more to it. His podcast is what you catch on HaleVarsity.com and iTunes and Spotify, and you see him on Big Red Wrap Up. Bird, uh, let's get into some football thoughts. The Shrine Bowl, the first football since uh, the COVID era to be played this weekend. You were a proud member of the Shrine Bowl back in your high school day, man, days, man. What do you remember about it?
3: Oh, man, I remember it being uh, extremely hot uh, back <laughs> when they, you know, they had the, the Shrine Bowls, you know, was still played at Memorial Stadium and uh, they didn't have to move out to Kearney because of, you know, NCAA violations and, and whatnot. But it was, Man, it was a great week. Um, you know, the practices were a little grueling. You know, that's this is back when you know we had we there was a few days we had three days to be honest. The middle practice was like a special teams practice with no pads, but morning, afternoon, or padded practices. And um, Lonnie Tapp was our head coach from Benson, and um, our squad is really good. We won, but I think on our team alone, we had. Oh, boy. We had, you know, myself, Andrew Shanley, Matt Herrian, uh, Kate Pittman, uh, Mark Brungart. You know, these are all guys that went on at, to play at Nebraska mm-hmm. uh, at, for, a little, or for a lot or, um, or for a little bit. You know, and the other team, you know, had, you know, Trevor Neiman who came to Nebraska and Stevie, Stevie uh, Hicks and, man, I think Dane Todd played and uh, Brandon Ragoni, And we just had a ton of guys that ended up playing at Nebraska. But, you you know, you made – you know you're stuck in a dorm room and on we were at with the nebraska wesley and you're stuck in a dorm room for a week with these guys and um you, you became awesome friends um you know after it was all kind of done you you missed them for a little bit just that camaraderie um just I mean, it was just football you just hung out and played ball and hung out some more and then you played this game and you win and then everyone kind of goes about their own ways and obviously i gotta see a bunch of these guys later on and, four and a half years around them, but uh, yeah, you made friendships for life. So um, it's, it's a cool, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity for the kids. It's a great opportunity to, you know, benefit the Shriners um, foundation, association, uh, mm-hmm. what you call it, um, just to, I mean, that's what it's about. It's about, you know, all the money that goes to the Shriner hospitals to take care of the kids that come in there. Sure. Those kids that have disabilities or any issues, you know, they don't pay for any of their medical bills. All this money's raised goes towards that. So I mean, that's it's, it's it's fun for high school kids, but it's the bigger picture is it's benefiting these these kids in need, and um, and it's great. that it's going to be, you know, should get a, a good amount of national attention. I mean, first football game played, um, it should get some good pub, and that's that's great. That's great for the kids, but it's also great for the sh- the Shriners Hospitals and and when, what they do and, and taking care of those kids. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see and and, and fun to watch, and um, hopefully. You know they they show how good football is in the state of Nebraska.
2: Jay Moore's with us, Hail Barn City Radio. Jay, it can also be a sign that football's okay to play, correct? I mean, what what happens two weeks, three weeks from now after kids play the the, the, the Shrine Bowl, uh, and what's their their COVID situation like? I mean, because that that's a concern. Is you've got Ohio State shutting down their voluntary workouts. Uh, you have the Ivy League saying uh, no football for us this fall. Uh, the Big Ten going to be switching their schedule up, but if you do it safely, and, and I know that's on the mind of many in Nebraska and the folks associated with the Shrine Bowl, they're going to do it right medically. But you can still go play ball and and hopefully do it safely. That's the that's another message I am looking forward to being carried 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 forward with this game this weekend.
3: The breath of fresh air that this is this is happening this thing isn't ever going away so it's just becoming comfortable living with it and, and doing things with it and yeah if you're at, at risk with some scenarios then obviously take care of yourself and life has to go on at, at some point and you can't 99.5 percent of the community can't Live their life in fear, and and this is just. I'm glad they made had to go forward. If you want to call it phase three or whatever, in for that Governor Ricketts has put in place. You know, 75% capacity. You know, context sports are back in um, to play. It's, honestly, it's a good proving ground, and you hit the nail on the head there. And say, okay, let's use this as a study. You know, you have—I don't know how many kids are on each team. Forty kids. So you have eighty. I don't. If it's eighty kids total on each for both teams and coaches, see where they're at after this. How many tests? You know, positive or or eight, whatever it is after after being around each other for a week and hanging out. And you know, they're not. I mean, it's not like they're all sleeping six foot apart or in those dorm rooms wherever they're staying at or where they're in the hotels. Just see where this is and use this to kind of give everyone more information because we're always looking for more information this whole thing. So it's, it's, it's going to be good to see. It's going to be good that it's going down. And the thing I, I like is just don't overreact. Like, let's just think through things. Let's not overreact and make... Jump to conclusions, and make rash judgment off of someone who said something, or just because so and so's doing this, just because maybe the Ivy League's doing this, just because every situation is a little different for everyone. And let's let's make clear, calm, conscious decisions and try to make everything work. Next month because august one if you're going to try to play in september august one these kids got to be in camp and getting ready for the season so it's going to be very very interesting to see what chancellors and ad's and heads of conferences and and people like this you have to make calls because it's it's not only implications for the health and safety but it's, it's just, there's a huge economic implications for not only these universities but the states and cities they live in and uh that has to be taken into account as well. So it's going to be telling three to four weeks here, I believe.
2: Jay Moore's with us, Blackshirt, Husker, FL or Hale Varsity Radio. The More To It podcast is uh, where you can hear Jay as well, Spotify and iTunes. So, Jay, it sounds like that 10-game schedule, we'll see how things progress. Who knows if Rutgers, who knows if Michigan can get football in, looking at Nebraska's schedule, uh, Penn State, from a travel standpoint, those are – questions up in the air i want to move towards just your take on things if you go to a 10-game schedule i mean as a player how would you how would you feel about that you've you've played a number of games at memorial stadium you've played a number of road games and some are probably more special than others i'm thinking of the oklahoma nebraska or colorado nebraska rivalry or at this point, do you just kind of shut up and play? Hey, at least we, we could have football versus what you may lose in the non-conference. What's the outlook for you?
3: For me right now, I will take, if I'm a player, I mean, my time as a player, you, you just you just shut up and shut up and keep up and do your job. You just go out and just do what you're told. And I look at it from a former player, fan standpoint. I mean, let's, let's be honest, any football is greater than no football. Sure. Whether it's 10 games, whether it's 11 games, whether it's 12 games, whatever it is. Um, you got to have something. I just, I just, I just always viewed it from the economic standpoint and what football means to not only the state and the city of Lincoln and and uh, everything else. It, it, it. There's so much that happens. I mean, seven, seven, eight million dollars a home game to the city of Lincoln. You know, thirty million dollars to a home game just to university. Um, that's obviously full capacity and everything. You know, running normal. So. Listen, I mean if it's 5 home games or it's 6 home games, I just I just I don't know, I said it before, I just think it's too big to fail. Okay. I I I really do. Um this this the athletic programs and football teams fund universities and I think when it comes down to it, like I said, athletic directors and heads of conferences and whatever, they're going to look at like, "Well, you know, these budget cuts we've already put in place, what's that mean now if we don't play? What's this mean, you know, if, you know, it's just I I can't imagine the financial implications to not only University of Nebraska, but uh, Michigan, Ohio State, you know, every every Big Ten school, pretty much, and every Power Five school is, other than maybe Kansas and North Carolina, Kentucky, mm-hmm. you know, where basketball kind of is is their big money maker. But uh, I just it's, the implications financially are are just so big. I just I just think it's it's gonna it's gonna happen one way or the other, and. Whether it's like I said, whether it's ten, if it's ten games, eight games, twelve games, whatever, no, any football is better than, than in, any football is better than no football right now. So that's, that's where I see it going.
2: Jay, uh, a quick thought here: Is there anybody you would take at quarterback over Patrick Mahomes? That's an insane deal, but man, he's he's a ton of fun to watch. Uh, can the, can Kansas City be stopped? I wanted to get your take on this because we're in a pandemic, and half a billion's been devoted to Mahomes.
3: Right, man. I I'll tell you what, he is he is special. Uh, his ability to to run it, the people you know don't understand his ability to scramble and and move around the pocket and pick up yards when he needs to. But his ability to throw the football from all sorts of arm angles and command Andy Reid's offense, man, I. I don't know. I mean, he's so young. It's, I can't say i would give me Brady because Brady's, you know, a year or two away from being done. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, Drew Brees, is, you know, he's, he's getting up there in age, you know, and I just – no, I mean, he's, he is worth every penny um, that, he, that he gets because the quarterback is the most important position in the game of football, and especially in the NFL where the quarterbacks are protected – you know, above and beyond. Um, <laughs> this is a
2: defensive guy, I mean, right? Needs, this is a defensive yeah, guy. It <laughs> needs, needs to be
3: done.
2: Uh, real so, quick,
3: golf he, he golf, it.
2: golf, take. Uh, and Bryson DeChambeau, are you Team Bryson? Are you eh, kind of so-so towards Bryson? What do you think of the bulk?
3: Yeah, no, I, listen, I, I love it. Um, he's, he's changing the game. Um, I think it's great. I think he is so dedicated to putting every, not only physical, but mental amount of energy to give himself uh, a leg up. On it. And he's, he's done it. I mean, he's, you know, he's taken every fast avenue of the game, whether it's one length irons, um, you know, the way he puts, the way he thinks around the golf course, and then also the way he changed his body to, you know, achieve 200 mile an hour ball speeds and swinging the club at 125 to 130 miles an hour and just overpowering and driving almost 400-yard par fours. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, he, he's a little much at times just because he's so intense. Um, it can be a little bit of a, of a baby, but you know what? It, the, the kid is just – he's intense, and he's, he wants to win, and he's put all sorts of energy into making this thing his own. Um, he might be changing the game of golf. it will be interesting to if people take his lead or not because, I mean, not everyone can put on 40, 50 pounds of mass and gain – Fifteen miles an hour swing speed—that's that's 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 not normal. But uh, it's it's fun. It, it changes something, to, something to talk about. He he, he gets the game going. Um, he is he can be a little annoying at times. But hey, that's I think that's every golfer when especially when they're playing good and change the game. I think people find it a little annoying. But uh, everyone likes to, to bag on a on a guy that's on a heater. But uh, it's, he's he's fun. He's good for the game. I'll put it that way.
2: Jay, we'll get caught up again. Thanks for a few minutes.
3: Yep, you yeah, got us ready. Thanks,
2: buddy. Good stuff from Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore. We are 25 minutes away. Some reaction on the Big Ten Conference, narrowing down their statement to just a 10 game conference season. And are you more optimistic that, okay, this is a good sign they will be football, or is this a bad sign? Jerry Donardo's on the way. We'll get caught up with Gorman next.
1: And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back
2: to you, Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt-Damon Barr. And uh, we welcome in project manager with uh, Hale Varsity and her dad. He's camped down at the rail yard, and we love seeing him during the fall, winter, and spring. Chris Gorman, you see that beard and you smile and just don't lose any money to him on the golf course. Gorman, what's up? How are you? Good, man. How's your world? Uh, well, right now I need a drink because of the Big Ten uh, and that's just where, <laughs> you know, hey, great, we're going to have college football for now as you've got the dot, 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 dot with a league uh, schedule of just 10 conference games and they're going hammer and chisel with that schedule. Uh, to be determined. Plenty of time to get this fixed, but plenty of time to continue to screw it up. So that's where I'm, 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 I'm tearing up. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, as I'm looking at the schedule right now, which is already updated on a hail varsity, so shout out to whoever updated that on the website this quickly. But I mean, that's, that's three huge games down at the rail yard that we're potentially going to be missing out. I mean, can I ask you questions? Like, so, what, what, what do you think happens from here on out? Does the schedule get reshuffled from yes. Big Ten and we get some games in September? Or is it, hey, we have a game on the 5th and then we're not back down at the rail yard back in Lincoln until October? What, here's, what here's, what I, here?
2: here's, here's what I think happens. People need to stop getting COVID, okay, with Yo, al- yeah, ar- around the country and in Big Ten areas first in yep. the next three weeks. So there can't <laughs> be this raging, oh, great, there's 60,000 more people with COVID. This is completely selfish in the name of football, so let me preface it by that. Uh, right. Life and people are, are more important than sports, and I mean that a 1,000%. But mm-hmm. if August 1st is, it's either time to eject or see if we can land this thing, all right? that's That's what Where? I think. And and well, what I'm what happens expert, so I trust you. if we move forward with football? They're going to get this thing to a ten game schedule. We know this, but I think they're mm-hmm. going they're going to add uh, another game if possible to balance this thing out. So you have five home games and five road games. Okay. So I can I can deal with five. That's my uh, take. <laughs> Uh, but you you know, got, we, want, we want got to get seven. to a we got to get to a good August 1st first first though Gorman.
0: Let's get to a good August first. Wear your mask, and we'll we'll get there.
2: Can we get some Hail Varsity masks, bro?
0: We should. I'm, uh, I'm like serious. Have some, we have some T-shirts we could cut up. Uh, that might be a good start. You want to come down here with the scissors?
2: I, I will bring the scissors. I will go Edward scissors, <laughs> ha- scissor hands. I will sit six <laughs> feet away from you. Right. Is the fridge still full?
0: The fridge is full. Like, uh, we had our distributor. Well, I can't, I, I can't say anything yet. But like, okay. if, if you were a fan of King Cater's uh, uh, Hail Ale, Hail right. Varsity Ale last year, you'll be very excited for what's happening this fall.
2: So the point that you're telling me is, Schmidt, you're doing shows from the balcony in the open air of the rail yard next week
0: it's really the only safe option that we have at this point. is for you to be down here.
2: I'm going to do it in the name of safety for Damon Barr and (laughs) Elijah Herbal. I will get out of the studio and and be with Gorman. Uh, Chris Gorman is with his project manager for uh, the rail yard, of course. with Hale Varsity and her dad. So the thing that I've seen with, with you guys down in the rail yard, and we bump into you and it's so much fun to, to not only do shows from the Hale Varsity office, down in the heart of the rail yard on that balcony next to the cube. But you guys have kind of just spread out, brother. There's a lot going on down there. And kind of give folks a, a sample as to what's going on. And, and I know there's social distancing, and I know there's safety protocol that you guys are nailing and following, but there's there's still a lot to do in a time that, that folks may be cautious to go do things.
0: Yeah, and we're we're trying to be – Um, that safe place. We're we're just really lucky that we have this much space down here. Um, and then official as of today, um, we have canopy, um, closed. So street right to the, um, right to the West of the rail yard, Mm -hmm is going to be closed for the foreseeable future. And we got some tables out there so you can socially distance, um, while enjoying, you know, like e 25 or Long World or Mellow Mushroom or, or Hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have basically an outdoor dining area, um, which we worked really hard with the city on and, and they were super cool to, to allow us to kind of expand into that area for, for safety. But it's, it's a good space to be down here. Um, I myself have been really, really cautious throughout this whole thing. Um, I would feel safe coming down to this area, um, you know, enjoy a beer. Um, and we got some cool entertainment that's coming down, um, where people can feel um, pretty safe as they're, as they're down here in this area.
2: You just nailed it, man. There's a whole street kind of marked off. So you can sit with some friends and -hmm. enjoy the open air. And by the way, it's shady because of the tall, tall buildings, so I'm thinking of some very pleasant evenings to go have a bite with some of the fabulous folks in the rail yard, and you can do it, and and enjoy the atmosphere. Do you guys still doing the the the, the 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 dog thing on Friday nights?
0: So like so here's here's our quick schedule: is Sunday it's Puffs and pints. Um, a lot of people just don't know that you can have your dog down here. So we got water bowls set up. They got treats down here, but you know, bring your dog, hang out, get them some exercise. Um, they can come down to the rail yard on, on Sundays, um, Monday, uh, Longwell's has its bags league. Um, right. so you, can, you can contact Longwell's and get in on a bags league, which is, you know, pretty safe sport, um, to enjoy right now. Um, Tuesdays we're firing up a basketball league with gate 25. Uh, so we got a basketball hoop down here. Um, we just set up pickleball courts today, which I've never played. Um, but we got nets that are set up today that are just going to be there for open play um, during, uh, during the day. So tomorrow we're doing a little photo shoot so we can show you what it looks like. Um, but Wednesday nights we have movies going on. We had, um, we had Avengers. We had uh, Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. We had Godzilla. Um, we're trying to get Hamilton down here so we can have a big sing-along on a Wednesday night. Um Thursdays we got awesome DJs with uh Longwell's Adam A has been down here the last couple of Thursdays and has a great show and then Fridays are our, our concert series um and then Saturdays we got DJs down here. There's just a lot of activity down here that you know, we're trying to create that safe environment so mm-hmm. people can have a little bit of semblance of normalcy um while still feeling like safe and being able to distance down in an area that that is outside.
2: So the point is, is you can go have fun, you can go enjoy, you can go have a cocktail, you can go have dinner, and it won't look like Lake Ozark.
0: That's like, our, like we have it written on the wall, we're like, don't look like Ozark. Uh, and if we can, <laughs> we can do that, we're happy, Camber.
2: Well, I'm going to have to bring uh, Dirty Gertie down to see you on Sunday with a, with, right here a pint of beer, and the, the German Shepherd will make an appearance, especially if there's treats involved.
0: There are treats involved, and we got, we got big social distance signs that are down there that say you need to stay one corn stalk away from each other. So mm. uh, there's a, a friendly Nebraska reminder to you.
2: Well, do it for football. Do it for yourself and Please. be safe. Uh, Chris Gorman, Project uh, Director with, uh, of course, your friends at Hale Varsity, Herdat, and the Rail Yard. Uh, Gorman, about 15 seconds. Where can folks log on and find that schedule again to come kick it down in the Rail Yard?
0: Uh, just go to Um You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Everything is updated on there. We'd love to see you down here.
2: Gorman, we'll see you soon, But Thanks for jumping on giving folks the heads up.
0: Thanks, Fiddy. We'll see you soon.
2: All right, buddy. There he is, Chris Gorman with Hale Varsity with the Rail Yard and, and Herdat. And, hey, it's going to be safe. Go enjoy down there. Practice for the fall, right? We'll uh, get to Jerry DiNardo coming up. Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
1: Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, Chris, at Hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. That's a fun chat with Chris Gorman uh, of Hale Varsity, heard at in
2: the rail yard. Jerry Donardo's 10 minutes away. We'll get his thoughts on the Big Ten, their scheduling announcement. Do we have football in the fall? This is just tired. I hate talking about this. Because it's all we've talked about. Are we going to have it? Will we have it? The answer is, let's hope we have it, but we don't know. A reminder about drinking and driving. One out of three fatal crashes involves an impaired driver driving drunk, buzzed or high. Never acceptable. Law enforcement officers are working around the clock to stop with sobriety checkpoints. Saturation patrols as a driver make the correct choice of a non-alcoholic drink or have a pre-selected, designated driver. Be start, be smart. Start the conversation. Who's driving home? Brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Okay, this uh, was on BTN, no, oh, about 15 minutes ago, and you had Commissioner Kevin Warren. Hey, Commission, welcome to the show, brother. Man, what a what a tough first year as Jim Delaney retired, but uh, Commissioner Warren. Telling Mike Hall, we may not have sports in the fall. That's not breaking news, but it's important to hear someone of his influence willing to address the 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 this publicly as the clock ticks on the season. And it's going to be. Here's what I like to see. And walk with me on this. If if Nebraska is at its current state of management with the pandemic and is able to safely host football games that are regional or even travel to regional football games. If they can still put on a game like they're doing with the Shrine Bowl on Saturday, it's going to be the first football played, period, since the Super Bowl. Or a few early, early spring games. If you're the Big Ten, do you let Nebraska go ahead? I mean, if there's medical evidence and raging numbers in New Jersey, in Pennsylvania, in Michigan. But Nebraska and Iowa are cool. Do you let those two hook up? Do you let Nebraska fill out their own 10-game schedule? And at least make some money? keep some money, distribute some money to the league? Is it fair to tell them just because, well, so-and-so can't doesn't mean means you can't either. And and I, I fear that the Big is going to side on uniformity. They will. It's going to be all or nothing. Or at least a majority of the 14 that are able to play. And listen... The, I, I'm anxious to get Jerry's take too because he was in the SEC for, for two tours with Vanderbilt and with LSU. So, Coach DiNardo, Brandon Vogel, and then the Pride of Chicago, Danny Burke, is coming up. Great to be with you on Thursday. So, we know this it's going to be a 10 game league schedule. Do we get to that point where we see a reshuffled schedule? More from the coach. And a part of the Big Ten Network is Hour 2 continues. Hail Varsity, and we're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. It's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Uh, Big news day today with the Big Ten announcing a conference-only schedule for football and fall sports, if, if the medical folks deem that okay. But it's not a no, it's just not an absolute yes right now. Jerry DiNardo is coming up here shortly. He is hanging out with Urban Meyer and Dave Revson right now on BTN. Uh, one of the smartest guys I know to talk some football with is Brandon Vogel from HaleVarsity.com and magazine. We welcome in the managing editor of Hale Varsity and author with John Cook, Dream Like a champion uh, and just an incredible book. And, uh, of course, uh, as a Nebraska fan, you hopefully have that Hale Varsity yearbook uh, in hand or are uh, about to get one. Vogue's uh, Whirlwind Day. How are you?
4: I'm doing well. Yeah, it's been a been an interesting one. Uh, kind of felt like something like this might be coming, but didn't know it was gonna gonna happen so soon. So here we are.
2: So I, I got a question off the bat for you. What what's your reaction? You got uh, Bowlesby from the Big Twelve right now going. You know, we had a conference call together. Uh, commissioner Warren and Bowlesby were on a, com- a, a, a conference call earlier, and there was no heads up given by the Big Ten to the Big Twelve that they were going to make this move. It seems very Big Ten, doesn't it? To 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 kind of be the first into the deep end of a pool when it comes to making a a statement type decision. They did that. They have conferred. Uh, I know the coaches talked with uh, the commissioner today at least per reports you had dean hart's article yesterday there's been hinting uh for the last seven to ten days greg smith wrote about it in may right that that you could see just a 10 game season only it's now what's on the table right now are you surprised the big 10 kind of kept this close to the vest that they were going to make a move
4: no not really it as, as you as you mentioned it's pretty on brand for them, uh, the Big Ten is a is a conference that makes money like the SEC, and is kind of viewed as the, the the twin power to to that that league when it comes to football. But it's always been a league that kind of aligns itself ideologically more with the Ivy League, and and, and we saw we saw that announcement come out yesterday from the Ivy League. I was of the belief that you know. I don't, I don't know how much of an impact that has on, on power five conferences. And I, and I still don't know how much of an impact it had. Like the big 10 didn't decide that after, after that Ivy league announcement came down, but you know, when you look at, okay, there's one conference out here and it's not just a conference. Like, okay, the Ivy league may not matter a ton in the like national scope of college football anymore. It used to, but it doesn't. Um, but for, we have Harvard and Yale and Dartmouth and Cornell and all of the others, Princeton, uh, out there saying, like, we prefer to wait um, for a conference like the Big Ten that views itself in a lot of cases as peer institutions to, to those, those great colleges. Um, on the academic side, it, it's not that surprising that they felt kind of compelled to move forward with something they obviously already were discussing.
2: Brandon Vogel is with us, HaleVarsity.com and Magazine, at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. Vogues, uh, a thought with moving forward now, what do the statements say to you? The statement from Nebraska, what's the statement from the Big Ten say about football in the fall? Are you feeling okay still, or are you like, uh, pour me another man, it, it could be a long next three weeks?
4: Yeah, I feel I feel okay um, for the prospect of some sort of football in the fall. I think there's there's still a lot, obviously, to be to be sorted out. But um, t- today's announcement kind of it made sense. So the tenor of the Big Ten announcement, when I first read it, was you know <laughs> the word "if" there loomed large. But it's kind of the difference between a a broad view versus the most local. So the Big Ten comes out and like leaves open some gray area that, okay, if we're able to play, this is what it looks like. We're ready to go that far um, and, and basically lop off three, three non-conference games for everybody. Nebraska, you know, the statement from the, the Nebraska powers that be was very kind of like optimistic of like it's, it, you know, happy the Big Ten made this move, happy to, to have a little direction here and happy that there's the prospect of football in the fall. And and I think think both sides kind of have to take that tack of highlighting what gets you kind of the most, the furthest down the the, the PR road, so to speak. So wasn't that surprised? And and I still do think, you know, we're, it feels like everything's kind of a middle ground or a gray area at this moment. Um, And I think that's very much still where we're at, but this does, in my, in my mind, it, may, you know, it makes it a little bit easier since, since you've come this far to, if things don't improve, to say, well, we just can't play this ball. But it also makes that less likely um, in that, okay, we've already taken some steps by limiting it to conference only. We can at least control what all 14 teams, 14 of our teams can do. And that just wasn't possible. And, you know, when we saw that, and this is no, no disrespect to South Dakota State whatsoever it was just kind of the financial realities of it for a program um, at at their level, at the FCS level, when when they came out and said, Hey, you know, we'd love to test, but just how does that make sense? Dollars and cents wise, that's, that's kind of reality slapping you in the face. And once you kind of are confronted with that, it becomes a, becomes an issue of, okay, how do we, how do we logistically do this? I mean, um, so You know, it's it. It wasn't it wasn't that statement that kind of like tips of the first domino. I don't think. I mean, it was always kind of there, but that being the most public one to this point, it kind of set us down a road where you had to really think about like, okay, what can you actually control here, and how important is that control?
2: Brandon Vogel is with us. We're talking Big Ten and their statement, their announcement, uh, ten game schedule only, and. Are we optimistic there'll be football this fall? So I just saw on social media, it's probably about 10 minutes old. I retweeted that Derek Peterson from Hale Varsity retweeted it as well. And it's Ryan Day doing about 60 seconds in front of his uh, iPhone saying, uh, let's, (laughs) I'm paraphrasing. I didn't memorize the script. Forgive me, but it's, Put a freaking mask on so there's football. And at the end, he's putting on the old gray Ohio State mask. How soon till we see Moose and Frosty team up along with John Cook and do the old trifecta to get that hammered home? Uh, Coach O did it for LSU, I don't know, a couple months ago. But that's just it. And, And just a thought from you as well. Gene Smith has been Demi Downer today, but I think he's been Mr. Realistic He's not optimistic about football, and he's not optimistic any longer about fans being around. And he called that a reward for kind of practicing what you're supposed to practice. Clearly, that's not happened.
4: Yeah, it it, it hasn't. And as you've seen, some of those announcements become more and more frequent. I mean, I think it's only a matter of time where everyone has to kind of get involved in a concerted effort here. And you're right. Credit to coach O for kind of getting out there way ahead of the curve. And like the initial measures, you know, as as difficult as they may have been, like had an impact on, on the number of cases and, and the rise of cases. And, and since then, you know, everything has ticked back up in a lot of places. I know Nebraska has been a little bit immune to that, which is, which is great. Um, but you still got to have teams to play, and and that's the big thing. It's it's not just Nebraska, it's it's everyone, and everyone's got to be able to feel like and there's no there's no perfect solutions here. There's there's only contingency plans, and you go through them all, and everyone understands the financial implications of this um, to to a certain degree. I mean, it's it's almost tough to comprehend like what it would actually be uh, w- without football altogether, but. Um, everyone knows there's a lot of, at stake here. And without some sort of collective effort, um, it, th- those stakes become more real. So it, it would be very strange to, to not see those sort of statements kind of trickle out and, and some sort of unified effort. And I think that's part of the Big Ten's reasoning today, is if, if they go to like, okay, it's only us. Like we're just playing each other. Um, maybe you can have a little bit more uniformity in there. You're always going to have local regulations and things that are, that are different place to place, but at least you know that, like, okay, it's 10 games, it's us against us, and we can control what we're going to do about this and give ourselves the best chance to play because that's, that's what everybody wants.
2: Brandon Vogel is with us, HaleVarsity.com and magazine. So, Vogues, give me a thought, please, on if you're shuffling the deck here and you get the go ahead you get you get to schedule ten games. How do you do it? How do you do it?
4: yeah, so if you're if you're basically reshuffling the deck um, and, and not just trying to to move things forward, I think you take a real look at who are the three cross division posts so, you, so you've got your division games, you got to play those. And per the Big Ten statement, they'll play those as early as possible to make sure they get those in. Who are your three foes that are closest to you? Just to, like, eliminate the, the prospect of Nebraska going to New Jersey or, or vice versa. Um, and, and for Nebraska, that's Indiana. And, and by just a little bit, Michigan State and Michigan. Um, so I, I, I would think something like that would be on the table. Um, just to try and reduce that, that travel time, not, you know, we'll come up with whatever it looks like, like what the road trip looks like. If you have to reduce that down. Um, if the 11 AM game is off the table because teams are flying in the morning of who knows, like all of those things I think are probably in play. Um, that's, that's probably what it, what it looks like for, for Nebraska. Um, And Ohio State is the next closest team who's all already on Nebraska schedule. But I I think those long, long trips, because the Big Ten has gotten so big, are probably the first on the chopping block to go. Just because like, do you really need to do this if we're totally reshuffling the deck and saying, Hey, we're trying to make this with we're trying to limit risk to the degree that we can. Um, less travel is probably a good thing.
2: Vogues, uh do we even talk about a postseason at all, or do you just get the ten in and have a conference champion? Is that that's way that's way too far out in in left field right now, isn't it? I mean, the the way I'm feeling right now is is we we're going to be lucky to have any games. That's just kind of how I how I how I read things today.
4: Yeah, it could it could be very much a throwback to you, you play your you play your ten games, and after that. That's, that's kind of it. Um, you know, the conference championship games, there's a lot of money tied up in those. It's, that, that might be a little bit dependent on, on how things go as you like get into this and really start playing games and are testing people as often as possible. Um, <laughs> whether or not you're able to have that, but there's obviously a pretty big financial incentive to, to try and get that those in as well. Same, same goes for the playoff, of course, um, which with five conferences and you have no kind of intersectional games, to use an old-fashioned term to refer to, it becomes a little bit more difficult. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not ready to throw that out totally yet. So Big Ten Championship game could be there. It kind of depends on, on how things go in my mind. But at, at this point, I think you're right. It's kind of like hey, let's get some football in. Um, everybody everybody kind of wants that uh, and, and, and see where things go from there. But it's it's tough to say.
2: Brandon Vogel's with us. Vogues, last thought here about 60 seconds. Will the Big Ten make their own call with uh, medical experts or will they ask for – do you think they'll ask for input from the governors? Because I'm, I'm thinking Rutgers and the Michigan schools based on – what numbers look like right now, those are three schools that may be off the table from having any football worse, worse cases right now than, than say in Nebraska or uh, in Iowa. And I don't have all 50 state COVID numbers in front of me right now, but we know yeah. what, what Michigan's going through. I mean, Harbaugh has been saying, let's play ball and play ball for a reason. He's probably worried.
4: Yeah, I think, I, I think they'll try and be in concert with those governors uh, to, to the utmost degree that they can. Um, ultimately it'll be the big 10's decision. I think, you know, if you'd asked me yesterday, I would have said kind of nothing's off the table. This today's announcement changes things a little bit, because what if you are in a spot where it's like, yeah, Rutgers can't play. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's not possible. Um, then you get into some pretty tough things and you get into teams going out on their own. And I think by the Big Ten kind of putting a fence around itself a little bit, it makes it a little bit more likely that you end up with kind of a conference-wide decision, and that might be if hey, if three teams can't go, nobody's going. Mm.
2: And that seems that seems short-sighted as well, because if you got the majority that can do it, do you? Do you stop it from happening because three can't? I mean, th- there's just such a waterfall of money, and I know that sounds so evil, but it's a reality. I mean, it's an economy thing as well. So we shall see. Brandon Vogel, Vog, thanks for jumping on with us. It's awesome to talk. Uh, we have a little bit of movement and some news, and uh, we'll get caught up with you on Saturday. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. There he is, Brandon Vogel, Hailvarsity.com and Magazine. Coach DiNardo he is off of BTN. He is up next. Excited to get his perspective, his thoughts on the day, and uh, how he'd look at things from the coach's perspective moving forward here from a schedule and uh, just what to tell your guys. Hale Varsity continues. Coach Denardo next. Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
1: And now and now back to Hale varsity radio
2: big thanks to Brandon Vogel for uh, giving us a few minutes we say hi to Jerry Donardo the coach Big Ten Network joins us on Hale Varsity radio coach a very busy day the statement from the Big Ten about um, the decision to, to narrow down games this fall. If games can be played to just ten conference games, coach, how have you processed today? Are you surprised by the decision by the league today?
5: Well, I, you know, I wasn't anticipating it, but but when it when it came through, you know, it made a lot of sense to me. You, you know, we're we're so unsure about what's going to happen. Once we eliminated non-conference games, at least we could plan. And we took total control of the situation, and it allowed us the flexibility, right? So, mm-hmm. so now we can plan at the season, even the early games like Indiana and Wisconsin. You know, we can move that back. It gives us some flexibility. Uh, we can play ten games if if, if that is in the cards, because now it's fourteen schools, and the one thing that the Big Ten has done a great job with under Jim Delaney and now under Kevin Warren, is we don't really know all the debates that went on with the 14 presidents and athletic execs and all that, but we know they come out of that room arm in arm. And so now we can say to our student-athletes, we have 14 universities that are going to protect you the best we can and try to have some type of season. So. Was I surprised? Well, I didn't wake up this morning thinking it was going to happen, but the more I think about it, it makes a lot of sense.
2: So with this statement, are you? Are, where's your level of optimism now? I mean, do you think, okay, this non-conference is gone, so you're just down to 10 games. If things don't get better by August 1st, does it make it easier to cancel a season, or does this reaffirm that, okay, We've we've adjusted as a league, and this is what we want to do. We're going to plan moving forward. We're going to move forward and try and have a year. Where's your level of optimism?
5: Well, well, my level of optimism is that the planning is going to be much better. My level of optimism, you know, especially living in Florida, is that, um, you know, we have mixed feelings about this pandemic. I've had to deal with it. You know, I go to the grocery store. Some people have face masks on. Some people don't want to go down the one-way grocery line, you know, on and on and on. And so, uh, you know, three months ago it looked like it wasn't going to be possible to have a season. Then it started looking better. And then, and then we just all, not all, not all of us, but then all of a sudden people started acting different. And now we have surges again. So I, I'm confident that this is the best way to plan because, you know, even though it goes from Nebraska to New Jersey, it's still regional, we still can control what the 14 schools do. We can't control anybody else. It's kind of like wearing a mask, right? I can mm-hmm. control if I'm going to wear one. You control if you're going to wear one. If we both wear one, we haven't got a chance to play
2: Jerry Donato is with us, few-minute tale of RCD Radio, Big Ten Network. So, Coach, let's walk through the 10-game the conference schedule if you if you had input on this from your from your coaching days, how would you want to proceed? I know there's been some feedback that a league only schedule, I mean this league's brutal. There's no off week, okay? But football is football and it's great to, to possibly be able to have football. What makes the most sense if you're putting a new schedule together?
5: You mean and go to 10 games? Yes. Is that, is that, is that what you mean? I, well, you, you know, scheduling is, is a bear. I mean, it, it, it's hard to keep everybody happy, so that basically usually nobody's happy. Just try to make the 10th game as fair as possible, or if you have to reshuffle the thing. It, it, you know, we don't even know if we're going to play. And so for a coach to be arguing about this 10th game, you know, who we going to play in this and that, you know, it's easy for me because I'm not in coaching anymore, but it just seems silly that that's going to be a great debate. So I think if I was coaching, I would hold my breath and hope I got somebody that I'd match up with, you know, depending where I was coaching, you know, and if I was coaching at some places, they could give me anybody and I'd match up and, and uh, I've coached in other places, you know, seven of the teams that they put me with, I'm at a disadvantage. I mean, it just depends who you are. Mm-hmm. But to make the schedule, make the 10-game schedule an issue when we may not even be playing, I, I don't think that's good strategy.
2: So moving forward here, the the look of the schedule, because that's going to be the next step once figure out as a league how to get, get 10, 10 games handled. Do you do it by vicinity? Do you do more of a, a situation where maybe you play a home-and-home home with Minnesota if you're Nebraska versus keeping Rutgers on the schedule? I mean, do you, do you tweak what, you, what, what 2020 was supposed to look like based on travel distance? I mean, do you, do you do it that way where maybe you look at just playing kind of a round-robin home-and-home home within your own division if you're a West Division team? Um, is that a route maybe that the, the league looks at for this new fall 2020 schedule?
5: Yeah, I, th- I, I think you say to the medical professionals and you say to the parents of the people that are playing all the sports men's and women in the fall, I think you have to be able to say if we can make this a day trip to all of our opponents, in other words, Northwestern Wisconsin, okay, Michigan, Michigan State. If if we do more of that and it keeps us healthier than Wisconsin than, than Nebraska playing uh, Rutgers, then we should do it. If the medical professionals tell us that there is a less risk of transmitting the, the virus by travel on planes and so on and so forth, staying in the hotels, then we we have to we have to tweak the schedule. I mean, why What? why wouldn't we? But the medical professionals, I think, are the ones that, that have to say, you know, for Nebraska, you play Rutgers, you get on a plane in two days, and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. That might not be the best thing. Maybe you play Minnesota twice, something, something like that. If, if we're really, if we're practicing what we're preaching, Chris, the, the, the health of our student-athletes is the most important thing. So if travel puts them at more risk, it's hard to say that we really care about the student-athletes more than we Care about the
4: money
2: and everything else, Coach. I uh, thought if, if, for some reason things don't get better and a season is has to be postponed, your reaction to a spring football season and what do you do from an eligibility standpoint with seniors? What can be done?
5: Yeah, well, the eligibility thing is tricky, but again, you know, I don't think it's the most important thing, and someone that. Has an NFL future? that's probably not going to play. Sure. Uh, is is a spring uh, schedule better than no schedule? I believe it is. But then you turn around, you know, you miss another spring practice, which I don't think is all that big a deal. But then the space between the 2020 spring season and 2021 fall season, you know that that that's a little tricky. Again, I think you get the medical profession professionals that you're relying on for all these decisions, and you stop bouncing these questions. Off of them, and when they say that is not a good situation for the health and well being of your student athletes to make that decision, that, that's when you back off. So, if it's spring, you get all the medical people in there, and you know, what about the shortness between spring and fall, and, and so on and so forth, and you try to make a decision based on that. But if it has to be spring, it has to be spring as long as the student athletes health and welfare are are being considered.
2: A couple more minutes. Jerry DiNardo with us, Halevar City Radio. Coach, there's been reaction from the SEC uh, with the Big Ten's announcement, uh, also from the Big 12. And the SEC, uh, right now, per social media, uh, many folks in the SEC are surprised and disappointed by the Big Ten's announcement. Uh, The SEC has preached patience, and now they feel like They've been backed into a corner to make a decision. What, what's your reaction to, to the SEC? And real quick, you're a Notre Dame guy. Uh, how does Notre Dame navigate this? They've done an amazing job when it comes to, to managing this coronavirus with their setup, how they've had their athletes housed in a hotel, just one positive test out of 252 folks associated with the football program.
5: Well, I think, you know, I'll start with Notre Dame. I think what they're doing now is playing five ACC games, and they play Navy every year, so I would see that con- continuing. And then I think as other conferences that are playing some ACC schools maybe don't play and back out, then Notre Dame may pick up more than five ACC games, if that's what they're still playing. I really don't. I'm not overly familiar with their, um, w- with- with their schedule, mm-hmm. but I've heard Father Jenkins, the president of the university, Explain the plan for their students in general, and to me, it's well thought out, as Mitch Daniels did at Purdue. Uh, and then the other, what was the other question you, you asked?
2: The, SC, the SEC feels like they've been backed into backed into oh, a corner.
5: Right, and I say just the opposite. They're only back. They only feel backed into a corner if they believe this is a national sport. I believe college football is a regional sport and has become even more regional in. In recent years, because of the Big Ten network, then the SEC network, then the PAC 12 network, then the ACC network, because now we are so we have so much information about our teams because of BTN and so on mm-hmm. and so forth that we live in a bubble we don't need a czar, we don't need a commission of all of college football. The Big Ten should do what they think is best for their footprint and the SEC. If they want to do patience, they should have the right to do patience. This shouldn't be an argument, patience or no patience. The SEC gets to do whatever they want, and that's the way it should be. Uh, Core values are different. Mission statements are different. University presence are different. There's more sports in the Big Ten. There's a lot of differences between the SEC and the Big Ten, which just reinforces what has historically been true. This is a regional game. College football is regional, not national.
2: Jerry Donato's with us, Big Ten Network. Coach, thanks for for making time. I know it's been a busy day for you with uh, the network and thoughts on this. Um, Let's hope we get things turned around and there's uh, better news as we approach August. Last thought is that that a fair uh, cut bait date for you, August 1st, on, on a season?
5: Well, no, I th- I, you know, with the Big Ten now, if you eliminate non-conference games, and again, like you, you, you take the Indiana-Wisconsin game mm-hmm. that was supposed to be the first game of the year, now it can be the third game of the year. So I think what the Big Ten has done is they've cut loose the non-conference. Maybe the next thing they cut loose is cross-divisional. I mean, it, 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 and then the next thing is what the Ivy League has done. I mean, what, they, what the Big Ten done, has done now is so smart because they can plan And if they have to change the plan, it's easier to change the plan when it's all for one and one for all with the 14. Even though within their own meetings, they may have had very, very loud and volatile discussions. They came out of the meeting saying, this is what we're going to do, and we've got each other's backs.
2: All right. Coach, thanks so much for your time today, bud. See you, Chris. Take
1: care. He's in his 30s. But sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut pre-teen Swedish boy.
2: Big thanks to Jerry DiNardo as he jumped on with us right after his BTN hit. And he is very adamant that Big Ten is going to do what's best for the Big Ten. And they decided to go to conference only. He hopes things can can get better, and you have control of the situation by making the decision to be flexible. Uh, maybe you get in and get in early with uh, some of those scheduled conference games, Nebraska-Purdue. Maybe you switch to just uh, the Western Division schedule. Uh, time will tell. I hope we still have college football. Let's head out to Vegas. Vegas. We welcome in the Pride of Chicago with VEASAN. And you hear him on uh, Sirius XM 204. Danny Burke with us at Danny Burke 5. Pride of Chicago, happy early birthday, my friend. How are you?
6: Schmitty, I appreciate it, my man. Um, I am good. Uh, A little nervous here, as I'm sure you guys all are in Lincoln as well. But, you know, otherwise I'm uh, I'm doing all right, keeping my fingers crossed.
2: Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, (laughs) What a day. And... You tell me this, you're you're a betting man, you're a guy that, that looks at the odds, the matchup, the breakdown, you do it for a living now. What, what are you? What odds are you giving me about kickoff in 2020?
6: Uh, I mean, I, I, it's tough because who knows what kind of tricky games are going to play, right? I mean, Ooh. we already know, obviously, that it's, the Big time is limiting it to conference play. And what's next? I mean, are some conferences just going to completely shut it down, like we saw with the Ivy League? I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the Pac-12? We know how much more strict that they've been compared to what you're. I imagine you're going to see with the SEC conference specifically around the Florida area, where it's been a lot more, you know, speedy process of getting back to normal. So. Look, uh, I I, want to think positive here, but realistically, I'm probably on the lower end of thinking now because it just seems like there's so many obstacles that have to be dodged and overcome at this point, Schmidty. And so, realistically, I don't know if this if this uh, season is really going to come to fruition. And even if it does, you know, obviously it's going to look different. Who knows what the dates are going to be? And you know, maybe they will end up pushing it to spring. But then that's going to have to dramatically affect the seasons to come afterwards or at least the one after because that's such a short break going from the spring to the fall I would assume it would be a shortened season if that were the case but man my my hopes are not very high at this point you
2: know August 1st will be a a major day to to figure out moving forward Um, what what do you have for us for this weekend and even some some outlooks I know you had the early season lines have been released on on some of the the games that are supposed to be played. What what is I mean is everything off the board now? I mean what's what's Vegas's reaction today to today's news with the Big Ten?
6: Yeah, so really, that's what's going to have to happen is I'm sure everything is going to go off the board at this point. Is I mean, obviously, specifically with the uh, with the Big Ten conference, and they're going to have to look at themselves and go, okay, how are we going to set different odds for this, just like they've done with baseball and basketball and hockey as yes, at this point. And you know, it's going to be really unique. And I'll actually talk to Chris Velika, uh tomorrow oh, for my show about Chicago. We record and yeah, I'll get his thoughts on that too. And we're going to hit the Big Ten specifically. So I am curious his thoughts, obviously, from just the main perspective, but then a betting uh, perspective as well. But And that's the opportunity and adversity these bookmakers have been dealt with at this point because of how unique these seasons are. Okay, how can we offer these lines? How are we going to set them up? What are we going to put the odds at? So in a sense, it's almost kind of, I don't want to say fun because it's not the right word, but it's, it's an exciting time, a better, because we're in uncharted territories too, just like the bookmakers who you always view as having the advantage both sides are just like okay i'm not really sure how to handicap this the same thing's going to go for the big 10 when they're going to have their adjusted line
2: yeah and it, we'll see what what the schedule even looks like right because you're going to have right medical experts input the conference will absolutely be the the final say but you're going to have i mean look at look at governors i mean your neighboring state uh, you look at the neighboring state of of Michigan. Uh, you're neck of the woods. You spent a lot of summers on Lake Michigan. Uh, and and that, that state's a mess right now. Absolute mess mm-hmm. when it comes to COVID numbers. But Nebraska, meanwhile, is okay. Vegas, you tell me, Danny, I mean, what's the climate like where you're at right now when it comes to COVID?
6: I mean, realistically, Vegas is like one of the worst spots. Like Vegas and California, and naturally Vegas is just bad because of all the tourism you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But they did start, the governor forced uh, everybody to start wearing masks everywhere in public, I believe, about two weeks ago, and the numbers have been slowly going down because of that. So, I mean, really, that's that's what's going to have to happen. Is I'm sure it's going to be a universal thing here soon enough if we want to get sports underway. So we just got to hope for the best, though, Schmidian. And that's the thing, too. I mean, Look, even though it's the Big Ten is only going to play conference games, you're still traveling farther in some instances than it would be, say, if you were playing like a Notre Dame Mm -hmm. and and, in a a shortened travel distance like that. So I just don't know how realistic this is really going to be. And trust me, I'm rooting for it hard. I'm just trying not to get my hopes up too much.
2: Danny, a thought on on the uh, ultimate fighting this weekend. Uh, What are some options folks have? What are you looking at?
6: Yeah, so uh, one of the experts that we had on our show is in Killing It in UFC, and some of the picks that he had, he liked Volkanovski over Holloway, and he uh, parlayed that with Peter Yan against uh, Jose Aldo. So that gives you a little bit of plus money there with Volkanovski and Yan. Also, one he liked a lot, too, was in that uh, Yan and Aldo fight. and I might be pronouncing his name wrong. Um, Excuse me if I am. But uh, over two and a half rounds in that Jose Aldo fight. Now, that one's been chalked up a little bit. I know it opened about like even money. Then it went to like minus one forty five. Now it's close to two dollars. I'm probably still going to snag and just try to get the best number around about minus a buck eighty, minus one eighty five. That'll probably be the main one I do. And then I also did uh, Volkanovsky parlayed with that over two and a half. So that's really what I got going for UFC this weekend. But I'm excited, man. Fight Island. It's going to be a hell of a time.
2: It'll be great. Uh, real quick, uh, got a minute for baseball? Anything you're in on early with MLB?
6: Uh, baseball, I, you know, I haven't gone too crazy about it. I was talking about it today. I'm staying away from all the pitching props because I think every game is going to be taken like a playoff atmosphere. I think you're going to see the bullpens be implemented a lot more so than the starting pitchers are going to go longer. Um, a long shot that I kind of liked was Christian Yelich. I saw his odds were 25 to one to hit the most home run. You're playing 40 games against your division opponents. He gets on insane hot streaks. I like that. I also kind of like the Red Sox season win total under. They have a tough schedule going in. And not a uh, unpopular opinion, but the Red season win total over. They have a favorable schedule. Had a great off season. They dominate against the Cubs historically. I know, so that's another advantage too. So I like their season win total over for the Reds.
2: That's pride of Chicago. It's Danny Burke at Danny Burke Five on Twitter. You hear him on Veasan, and uh, Danny's doing great work uh, with Musburger's Network, Sirius XM Two Hundred Four. Pride of Chicago. Forty-five seconds. What are the were the birthday eve plans? What's the social distancing at the club?
6: <laughs> so my parents are actually going to be in town and uh we're just going to try to find a nice a nice place to eat um over at uh the d is a is a hotel casino they still got one of the better restaurants open i've heard great reviews called andiamo's italian steakhouse so be checking that out maybe hit some top golf or somewhere playing golf but uh we'll see but um i'm hoping for a nice relaxing weekend
2: that is awesome the folks are coming to see you all right well, enjoy, my friend. Happy birthday, uh, Pride of Chicago. Thank you for jumping on with us. We'll talk next week, partner.
6: Much appreciated, as always, Schmitty. Enjoy your weekend. I'll talk to you next week.
2: There he is. Pride of Chicago, Danny Burke. Thoughts on UFC, some MLD. We'll wind down to Thursday next.
1: Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity. the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio.
2: One final time, I need to soak, man, with the uh, the announcement of kind of narrowing down the football schedule as we know it for the. A- 12-game to a 10-game conference only. If we have football, uh, you need to find your way to Deb the Spa Ladyland, Home Innovation Spas, 20th and Highway 2, spasonline.com. Also, off Industrial Road in Omaha. Deb, with with this uncertainty, there's a lot of stress sitting there, and you know what? You're all about stress relief. How you doing?
7: I really am, and you're so right. I am down actually in uh, Patrick Mahomes' country, Kansas uh-huh. City, and I'm thinking I need to somehow find out where he lives because he. <laughs> where are we has, going, you know, he Deb? All, we have <laughs> he has all these things that he cannot do now in his contract, but I bet you it's not listed in there that he cannot swim in a swim spa. I bet he can still do that.
2: I want to. Here's what I want to ask you. As big as the swim spas are, Mm -hmm. how many swim spas would it take to fill up $503 million?
7: Yeah, I know. Oh, man. You could go Scrooge McDuck and just dive
2: into that pool of money.
7: I'd like to get that contract. That would be good. Well,
2: Patrick, I tell you what, he's got the money to buy a spa, and he could buy a lot of them from you
7: does i had a dream that night that he did buy one from me
2: <laughs> so you're, you're floating on your inner tube in the swim spa because it's that big and patrick paddles up hey deb uh-huh. how you doing what is this hey, yeah well my homes this is a swim spa you need one from home innovation
7: that's right this is a great way to see and people are really they truly are we laugh about that but they are they're enjoying those swim spas. They're exercising, but it's it's a fun type of exercise because you swim and swim and swim, and you don't go anywhere. You never get to your destination. So you're you're constantly swimming upstream.
2: You know what? Deb, the spa lady's with us. Home Innovation Spas, 20th and Highway 2 in Lincoln, off Industrial Road in Omaha, com. And, Deb, you're the happiest Chiefs fan I know, not only post-Super Bowl, but the quarterback's locked up There's, uh, for now, still going to be some college football, which is great. And folks have been turning to to more home-centered entertainment. Mm -hmm. Got a little less than a minute here. But uh, you've seen a a real big uh, response, haven't you, with all the options you have. Folks are going crazy to get spas in, in their backyard.
7: We really are. And we're probably one of the few dealers in the whole Midwest that actually have inventory. So we can deliver a spa. We're not looking at October, November. So we're looking at next week even. So come in and see us, and uh, we've got a spa. We can get it delivered.
2: Well, that'll be good. And, Deb, when can folks come see you at uh, 20th and Highway 2? When can folks uh, come check out that, that next spa purchase? Because you've got a size and a style for everyone.
7: We do, and we're open 10 to 6, Monday through Friday's. 10 to 4 on Saturday. And you can go to our website and ask questions. We're at spasonline.com.
2: Deb, the spa lady, still smiling about uh, that Chiefs deal from Mahomes, And get a spa from Deb and uh, make that backyard complete this uh, football season. Deb, you take care. Thanks for checking in with us today. Okay, Chris. Thank you. Bye-bye. There she is, Deb, the spa lady, Home Innovation Spas. Busy. Great stuff from Jay Moore. Chris Gorman of Hale Varsity checked in. Plenty to do in the rail yard. Brandon Vocal phenomenal. Vogues and Coach DiNardo on the Big Ten's big announcement. Danny Burke checked in from Vegas Podcast at HaleVarsity.com or iTunes. We'll talk to you tomorrow.